Welcome back to Bash University Live. Uh, man, that's the first time I got to to talk to Nick, and uh, man, I got to say I was impressed. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Very cool. He's very articulate, very yeah. well spoken. Underst yeah. look diving into his fishing in a, in a way that. I've not heard people talk about that's, that much before. That's and deep, man. It that's, is. That's deep. That's next level. That's what, you know, I'm, I'm stoked about that. I said it off camera, but the first show I come back in on in a long time, it's to this, which yeah. that to me is what I love about this program. You know, I'm biased, of course, but, um, you know, that next level stuff, that's not stuff. You're not flicking on YouTube, bro, yep. and hearing people talk about that crap. Yeah. This is – that's trick. Yep. That is trick stuff, and I love to hear about it, man. Yep. And, we, and, and the great thing about us, uh, the, the, the education, is we're going to take the time with it to get all the details. Flush it out. We're going to flush it oh, all out. Yeah. It's not going to be a 30-second, yeah. you know, tip. You guys are going to learn something that's going to help your fishing. Yep. But we do want to uh, – Give, uh, you know, help make a special announcement. One of our Ooh. partners that's been with Bash University for, for such a long time. Um, and we love we love the folks at Cashin' Fishing Rods. And we love the rods. Uh, they I'm most impressed with how they survived me falling on them. <laughs> on the chest. Uh, I, I don't know how that yeah. happened. Tough rods right there. American Speaking made. Of, you're, you're a pretty good sized man. Uh, you know. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I say that in a good way. I say that in a good way. I didn't say that in a bad way. It's a, you it's should a, be a good size man. A, if you're a, a man, you should be a good size. That's right. Yeah. It's a testament to cash and rods. They, <laughs> they, they stood up to my big man size. Yeah, I said and, that uh, in a positive way. I, you know what? The, I look back at that video, and I and I I had uh, <laughs> flip-flops on, and I kicked my uh, crankbait rod across the deck when I was going down. Wow. How lucky did I get that I didn't bury some of them treble hooks? You got lucky in my foot. Yep. During that whole wow. procedure, yeah, that would have been bad. That yep. would have been bad. Yep. But, but, great job casting rods. You got me and helped me with a great finish. But man, we've got a brand new uh, product. The, the Mike, can, can you hand that rod over to me? Sure. <laughs> yeah. This is this is the new casting element. Uh, that's just released. It's an amazing new cash and fishing rod. It is really, uh, man, it's it's just the top of the line rod that they've just built with a lot of great new features. Um, you you were talking about the paint job cosmetics and its cosmetics yeah. on it. It's very very beautiful, beautiful. rod, extremely durable, light, and super sensitive. And we're going to talk to you a lot more about this rod. But this was just announced. It's available at Cash and Fishing Rods right now. And we're, we'll dive in a little bit more on the rod, guys, because right now we have a guest that we want to get to because we're kind of yeah. under the where Tom. I know Tom is on a time limit, so we want to get to him okay. right away. He's a yes. friend of the show, and. This is Tom Lang from Texas Parks and Wildlife. Tom, how are you, Tom! buddy? Hey, guys. How are you all doing? Good. It's great to be back on. Uh, it's great to have you with us, as always. You're, you're, so, you're such a great guest, and you always got such great insight. And you've got there's – a, there's a ton of stuff happening in your world uh, right now, especially next week. What's going on? Oh, well, next week we get the honor and pleasure of inducting Gary Klein into the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. Yeah. Wow. And so uh, we'll be doing that next Friday night. We're really excited about that. You guys know Gary. He's been a, uh, in the industry for over 40 years. It's the only real job he's ever had, you know. So uh, he's been out there uh, grinding it out and working it. Two-time Angler of the Year, co-founder of Major League Fishing, and 
and certainly gives a lot back, you know, not originally from Texas, uh, originally from California, but like, uh, many great Texans, they came to Texas and did great things. So, uh, we're, we're happy to, uh, uh, welcome him into the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. As well as uh, Gary is a, a top-level Bass University instructor who has been with us at the Bass University for a lot of years. And you guys can uh, go through your category section and find all the amazing content He's such a, that Gary has produced for us. And he's such a great teacher. Yeah. He's, he's one of the best teachers on the yeah, planet. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, and, he, and he does a lot. Of, gives a lot of time to us here at the Texas Freshwater Fisheries Center too, uh, helping with our Veterans Day events and other things, uh, including uh, uh, bass brigades. He does uh, a lot of the brigade universities, which are uh, are actually a leadership camp focusing on fisheries, fishing, and fishery science. And so Gary has given a lot of his time and, and funds and, and gear to that, which is uh, really appreciated. And uh, and to our veterans, you know, don't, uh, donating his time, volunteering his time there at Walter Reed Hospital and taking veterans fishing. I mean, Gary's just a tremendous guy, and we're really honored to to make him our 37th member of the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. Wow, that's cool. Well, we we and uh, our own uh, Rich Ledbeer is going to be down there. Uh, with you guys. Uh, hopefully, Lee Livesey will come by and, and join us. We're going to be working with those guys uh, down on Lake Fork uh, next week, too. So, um, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to hearing more about yeah, this me event. Too. Me, too. Big time. And, and one of the things that's going on down there is you have this amazing program called the Lunker Share Program. And that is uh, – there's some awards going on uh, this weekend with that right. as well. Yeah, so the very next night we're going to do our Cheryl Lunker Awards Banquet where we honor all of our anglers uh, that donated uh, Legacy Class Cheryl Lunkers. So they loan their, their big 13-plus pound bass for us to be able to spawn with the offspring of, of previous uh, male uh, Cheryl Lunkers from uh, previous Cheryl Lunkers. And so uh, we want to recognize and thank all those anglers. We had uh, 23 anglers this year turning 24 13-plus pounders. Wow. Good I'm going to wow. tell you what, four of those were actually top 50 bass this year. Wow. To Whoa. four bass in the top 50 biggest bass ever caught in Texas, including a 1706. Whoa. Uh, out, you can only imagine OHIV, right? Whoa. So uh, really excited about that. And having all those anglers around to celebrate, uh, you know, they're, they're – you know, part in the, in the cycle of success, really. It's a angler industry agency partnership. And, um, uh, they're that, that angler portion of it. They catch those fish, they loan them to us and, uh, we make more bigger, better bass for everybody. Thanks to, thanks to them loaning those to us. And certainly our, our uh, industry partners like Toyota, it is the Toyota share Lunker program helps make the world go around for us. So, and that just makes bigger, better bass fishing for everybody involved. Man, it's an awesome program, Pete. I wish I had that in more places uh, yeah. because I, I can honestly say, you know, for me personally, my two biggest bass I ever caught in my life both came from Texas. It's yeah. a great program. I mean, yeah. if, you're, if you're looking for big fish, you got it. That's you got to be in Texas. One of my, one of my top three is, came from Toledo Bend, yeah, which was a, a ten pounder. Uh, let me ask you this, Tom, and I'm going to put you on the spot a uh -oh. little bit. Huh. I don't know. You might be prepared for this question. Huh. Have you drawn? Uh, uh, um, is, is there a consistency on what these lunker share fish are being caught on? Like, oh. is it is it swim baits? Is oh. it jigs? Have you have you <laughs> looked into that? Well, I will tell you. Uh, at the end of the line of people that get off their duffs and go out and fish for it, that's pretty consistent. <laughs> How does that sound? Yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> you just, you, you know, just, 
Got to get, got to get after it. I wonder. I yeah. wonder. Is it a drop shot? Yeah. Would it freak us? Would it blow our hair back I if we know. found out yeah. it was finesse techniques huh. that are putting these well, fish will, in the boat? I will tell you that Gary Klein caught his on a drop shot rig. So, uh, uh, wow. um, so he caught one in 2018, and, and his was on a drop shot rig. I uh, have seen uh, quite a few uh, umbrella rigs coming in the last few years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, forward facing sonar is helping folks to kind of find those. But not all those fish were caught with it. You know, we had about, yeah. and just anecdotally talking to the anglers, about half of the legacy class lunkers that came in this year, they were using forward-facing sonar. Uh, but really, I mean, put that in perspective, even if uh, you take that out of the equation, and uh, the other half, 12, is still a heck of a dang on number yeah. uh, to have that many legacy class coming in. So yeah. uh, I think good things are happening there. Uh, one real big milestone we're excited to kind of share with that lunker banquet is uh, – we had two guys catch uh, lunkers off of Little Lake Daniel. And what's great about Lake Daniel to me, besides it being a small lake uh, in the middle of nowhere, uh, which we love the middle of nowhere. There's a lot of Texas that's middle of nowhere. It's a beautiful country. Uh, but Lake Daniel became the 75th different public water body to pump out wow. a legacy wow. share of lunker. That so is you, awesome. We all know about Rayburn. We all know about Toledo Bend. We know about Fork. You know, and we know about OH Ivy now, of course, too. But Lake Daniel, I mean, we've got 75 different public water bodies in the, over the course of this uh, program wow. that have cool. actually pumped out 13-plus pound bass. Yeah. And I think that's, that's just amazing. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It speaks that to is. the hard work of our hatchery guys yeah. and our management biologists, you know. So I'm so yeah. proud to be able to work with them. Yeah, that's awesome, Pete. And I love that these are all public fisheries because so many times I think when you think about big, giant bass, you think, oh, that guy snuck on a golf course or he's fishing a private <laughs> pond. And these are all public fisheries across the mm. state of Texas. I love that. Tom, I'll put you on the spot now, and give us – you don't have to give us a lot. Give us one of those lakes, smaller lakes, that, that guys aren't recognizing. It's not getting the PR. Uh, put, put it on the map. What's another small lake in Texas that has potential for a big, giant bass to be caught out of it? Well, I think uh, Nacogdoches isn't very big. It pumps out some really great fish. In fact, uh, last year we had a sixth-generation lunker come out of there, a lake record over 15 pounds Wow! Uh, that Joe Castle caught uh, a season ago. So I think uh, Nacogdoches is one of those that some people know about it, sure. Um, little Houston County Lake, uh, it turned out one this year as well. Heck, and uh, last year Tyler, uh, Lake Tyler did too. So uh, really uh, kind of crazy to see some of these smaller lakes, but they do. They do pump them out as well. Wow, You're, awesome. These lakes are, man. You you mentioned Houston. I know some of these are in the Dallas area. They're, these these fish are coming from all over Texas. Yeah, it's cool. That's right. And in fact, you know, Texas is a big state, and so one of the things I think is a new a lot of people haven't really uh, recognized yet. But the last couple of seasons, we've actually started a response team, and so all of our biologists and our hatchery team members. Um, it's not just. Uh, the couple of us that, you know, are directly involved with the Sherlunker program, all of our inland fisheries team is really on a call list so that we can pick up those bass as quickly as possible, Yeah. provide good service to the anglers so they're not waiting eight hours down at Lake Falcon or Amistad for us to get there. They're, you know, cutting the time short on, on the time that they have to wait for our, our truck to get there. And also we get that fish into our care more quickly and yeah. back to Athens and TFFC more quickly. And I think that you saw the results of that uh, this year, the results of that and other things as well. But, you know, we had 100% return this year. 100% wow. of the fish that were turning into this program 
return to the water a lot. Well, yeah, a round of applause good. for that real quick. Yeah. I got to have a round of applause. That's impressive. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I, we're going to let you go, Tom, but I, I, I want to try to get one more question. Do we have a question? <laughs> Jocelyn's looking no, at me. No, I that do. Right. I have one more question. One more question. Yeah, Tom, uh, so it's amazing to see, you know, because I've been fishing in Texas for a long time now through the tournament scene. It's amazing to see what you guys are doing. And I would love to get New Jersey to do something like that. Yeah. Because right now, all we have is share a dink program. <laughs> and if you catch one under a pound, you can submit it. And that's all we have here, a little small fish. So, you know, we got to talk to Jersey about this. That's a this. great idea. Yeah. It really is. Well, I'll tell you that we routinely talk to other states. And, um, you know, what works in Texas may not work everywhere. Uh, but I do fully believe that um, But the, our fellow biologists in other states are doing the best they can with the resources they have. Uh, available to them you know they they're yeah. just as passionate and care as much as we do yeah. um, some folks just can't pull it off and and uh, some don't have the resources that we do and so we're really lucky to to be able to do it in texas and and uh, we share all the knowledge that we can you know our, our friends in georgia and florida and alabama and mississippi and arkansas you know they're all doing the best they can too so we we really appreciate our fellow biologists and and uh, that's why we're getting great fishing all over. We all work together. That's awesome. Well, well, you guys are doing a great job. They, doing you amazing. sure are, Tom. And, and thanks for joining us. And uh, really appreciate you letting us at the Bass University be in part, part of the program this weekend at the uh, Freshwater Hall of Fame, or next weekend. So we really appreciate that. Appreciate your time, buddy. And we'll be checking in with you real soon. Great seeing you guys. Can't wait to have Rich down and and uh, enjoy inducting Gary Klein with, with so many other great folks that have have made a difference in Texas fishing. Uh, if you got just a second, I'll just name a couple, few other ones, you yeah, know, just to yeah. kind of put in perspective of who's going in there. Uh, one of our first members was actually R.D. Hull, uh, who, who founded Zebco. I think that's a, a pretty neat deal there. Yeah, you know, Tommy cool. Martin's a member. Uh, Lonnie Stanley's a member. Uh, you know, so we've got a, a lot of great folks. Nick Cream is a member, you know, out of uh, Tyler, you know, so we had, uh, you know, first plastic worm. So uh, there's, a, there's a lot of folks. Ray Mursky. I mean, Ray Mursky is absolute giant, and uh, and so we're so proud to have Ray Mursky as a part of it. And then biologists also. You know, when you start looking at guys like Phil Drosher, Phil Drosher was the Inland Fisheries Division Director for Texas Parks and Wildlife. That really started with the progressive regulations and bass regulations, those sort of things. So, um, so you see from scientists to anglers to industry to communicators, aquatic education, Shane Wilson from Fishing Future. Shane was a school teacher that started a nonprofit. He's taken hundreds of thousands of families fishing in Texas alone and millions across the U.S., cool. you know, with volunteers. So uh, Fishing Future, great organization. And so anyway, the, the Hall of Fame, we're just so proud of the folks in there. And, and, and it also shows that it takes so many different people and different walks of life to really make Texas fishing the best. And, and uh, we're great to be working together. You know, we're always better together, right? That's all well, right. being, being from New Jersey, how do I get inducted into the <laughs> 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 No answer. Blank <laughs> no timing. answer. Perfect timing. <laughs> it's frozen that, up. There's that, no answer. That says everything that, that needs to be said. Rich, was that you? You're no. a better producer than Brian DeCarpenter any day. I you swear. Make people freeze <laughs> on the drop of the dime. We love that. Tom, well, Tom Lang, everybody. Yes, Tom. That Thank was good you. That's good. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what a segue. Man, that was a great segue. Frozen. <laughs> no answer. Pete, you can't be. Okay, nope, have. I'm not getting in. No, oh, well. Right. Well, hey, that was great. Uh, check that out, guys. And we're going to be uh, – check out our social feeds because Rich will be documenting a lot of that stuff on <laughs> all our channels. Pete, guys. real quick, I wanted to give a shout-out to Bash University subscriber Blake 
Bailey. Blake. He just won his first bass fishing tournament ever in a volunteer BFL super tournament. He moved moved up to 18th in points and is now going to his first regional on the Lewis Smith Lake. And he said, this is a huge, this is all a huge thank you to Bash U. Awesome. Wow. He just became a subscriber this year and he moved up. Putting it to work. That's That's awesome. That is definitely putting it to work. And we hear that story from that's a great one getting into the winner circle is such a magical thing we see that a lot and 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 guys from all levels from that from the bfl levels all the way up to the top elite levels are using bash university to get their game to the next level go get signed up right now get some boom boom swim baits hat face shield let's go yeah let's go well we've got a we've got a college uh kid that uh really did well yeah. One of our boys. Yes. Well, he's going to go into the New Jersey Hall of yeah. Fame. Pete, I didn't I, I didn't I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to say this earlier cuz I didn't want to offend any of our other guests, but this is the only reason I said I'd come on the show <laughs> right now. Cuz I was so stoked for Lou and uh can't can't wait to talk to him here. Well, here he's with us now. He's the champ of the college series, Luminetti. Yeah. yeah. Luminetti from the Luminati. That's <laughs> a Luminati symbol. <laughs> now, now, Lou, I'm telling you right now, this Luminetti Luminati, uh, we've talked about this before on Ike Live. Dude, this is your brand. This is part of your brand. Let me help you. Let me help you come up with this brand <laughs> identity and logo. We'll get James Riley on it. We'll come up with a good tagline for you. Every time you're on stage after you weigh your fish, you do the symbol. Let me help you with this, man. This, is, this could be big. If, if I can get branding help from you, yes. I, I'm, I will accept it all. All right, jostle and rich market. Put, <laughs> put it on the checklist of things to throw at Becky's lap. Because I don't Becky's actually do anything. Lap. It's all Becky. So it's actually it's going to fall on Beck. But I'll, I'll, I'll talk to her tonight. I'll whisper in her ear. Yeah. We'll make it Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, hey, I'm here for the idea. I yeah. think it works. I like it. All right. First things first, dude. I'm looking at you right now. You've been smiling the whole time. Even before we, we said you were on the show, you were still, you've been smiling. You've got a giant smile on your face. Is it, does, I mean, I know, what it's, I, I know what it's like to win, but this, this to me was, I watched it. It was amazing. Uh, it just surreal, and I know you're still on cloud nine. Are you? Are, are you? Tell me how you feeling right now. This is crazy, dude. Uh, cloud nine, uh, disbelief. Yeah. I, like I, dude. I've been texting my buddies like early this morning. I feel like I'm gonna wake up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'm living a dream right now, and I am. It's yeah. uh, it's unbelievable uh, to say the absolute least. Yeah. What a what a what a year! What a college career you've had! It's amazing. Um, before you came on, Lou, I think I don't even think we were on camera. We were talking about your win, and I got mm-hmm. to watch it the last two days. It was so fun watching it on live. You know, I love when when there's a live camera. Uh, but I want you to talk a little bit about you know what I saw you do, amazing, like better than I've seen guys that have been doing it for thirty years do, is fish the moment fish yeah. new stuff fish what's in front of you talk a little bit about that because i think too many times guys get wrapped up i know i do it's one of my major downfalls in my fishing is getting wrapped up in a waypoint or something that happened yesterday or you know what i mean pete right sure. you're getting wrapped up in history fishing history yeah you did a Got great job open. and it's the reason you won of just mm-hmm. fishing just junking we call it junking around talk talk yeah. talk to us about that no, absolutely. Um, you know, I think back on 
all of it. I think about, you know, when it was announced, we were told on day three of the national championship on Winya where we absolutely sucked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we were told it was on Greenwood. And, dude, I was psyched. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody thought I was psyched in the moment because they're like, oh, dude, the Charlotte guy, you know, he's been there. He knows Greenwood. I had never seen the lake. Right. Um, and I was psyched because, because when I think about fall fishing, you know, I think about random. I think about junk fishing. Yeah. And there's no better way to do that than going to a place you've never seen before. Yeah. Um, so knowing absolutely nothing. And then on top of that, going into this week, um, having only one day of practice, you know, and then a seeding day, which eventually got canceled because of the storm. Yeah. Um, you know, I knew we had one day of practice to figure this place out. Um, we had the storm coming in that was going to change everything drastically. And I kind of went into that practice day just saying, you know, I'm just going to kind of look around. I, I hadn't looked at the lake at all. I hadn't looked at any maps. Like, I had done no research. Like, um, I was now, straight up. Let, let me stop you. Did you do that on mm -hmm. purpose? Did you purposely? Yes. Okay. Talk about that. Because I think that's a that's a big point. You purposely yeah, no, didn't want to know I, anything. Just like everything I was talking about, dude, I went in just, I wanted to know nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I knew in my heart that yeah. I, I was, you know, capable of winning this tournament yeah but i knew the only way for me to do it is if i fished to my full ability in the moment yeah yeah um so going into practice you know i just kind of went out there and just got a good look at things and realized pretty quickly like any bite i get shallow right now all it's gonna do for me is is lead me in the wrong direction come tournament day right and so i went out deep and and graphed almost my entire practice which is something i never do um, wow. I just went out deep looking for confidence, um, simply because I, I knew what was at stake and I knew as much as I tried to push it out of my brain, I would be shaken first day of the tournament. Yeah. Um, kind of wanted something that I could go into the tournament, catch a, a quick couple of fish, whether it be a limit or just two or three fish just to have in the boat, just, just something to cool my nerves off. Yeah. And then my whole plan was to go shallow the rest of the day and just fish just exactly what you said and you know you know learn from you um really is just go and fish the moment and that's that's kind of what we did man that was amazing I, that that's so hard pete i don't think you know it's it, we have people watching listening that uh just fun fish and just you know it's so it's probably harder to wrap your hands around that but in a tournament world to start with a clean slate and to have nothing right just to go shallow on a whim like that that's tough to do, dude. That's not an it, easy thing. It's mentally. It, it's easy to say. It's easy to say. Right? We all say, <laughs> yeah. It. You know, this is what we want to do. We want to fish free and open. Yeah. But you, the, the, what happens is you don't get a bite, and the demons start creeping. <laughs> right. In, yeah. And they start. The voices. They start drawing you back into what you did yesterday or or last, last week year. or last year, yeah. Yeah. and and they start drawing you in. The, did 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 that happen? Well, you you were. You know, you were fishing free. How did you accomplish it? Yeah. Um, man, that's a that's a hard question to answer. Um, I really went into it with the mindset of just go out and have a good time. Um, you know, I kind of so I really struggled like two weeks leading up to the tournament, thinking about how I was going to prepare mentally because, like I said, I knew I was capable to win the tournament, and the only way it would happen is if I fished perfect. Um. Or, or as well as I could. Um, so I kind of struggled. Like, do I really want to get super in tune, dialed in, not talk to anybody all week and just like, 
you know, tunnel vision. I'm going to win this term. It's the only thing I want to think about. Or do I want to go into it and just say, look, I'm going to go have fun. I enjoy fishing. I'm going to have fun doing it. Um, and I kind of went that route just because yeah. looking yeah. back on our year, you know, yeah. we won team of the year. And I thought about the best day I had all year long yeah. as far as mental decisions, fishing, fishing free, all of it was the second day at Saginaw. And it was the day that we went out. We had lost the lead in points. And I said, well, look, man, to Michael, my partner, I said, look, you know, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. We're going shallow, smallmouth fishing, sight fishing. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. Let's just go have fun. Yeah. And I thought I fished better than I did all year, just from a decision-making and free-of-mind standpoint. So I went into the week with the same mindset, like, looking to have fun. That's hard to do in the Carolinas in the fall. Um, <laughs> but that, that was the goal. Yeah, that's – that's awesome. I think that's a great mindset. I think, uh, honestly, a little bit of a re relating fact there is I think for me personally this year, I had a really bad year. And I think Greg and I were talking about it, but I think some of it was mental. I think some of it for me was I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to want to win one. I wanted to win one, my, you know, get back yeah. to bass and win one and then literally, like, retire. Like, you know, the middle <laughs> finger comes up as I'm reeling and be like, thank you. But – you know, I think I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to win, and the few events I had this year where I did better, I kind of had fun, you know, and I got myself in the mindset. So I love that. But I really uh, – talk, talk about this, Lou, for us, because this is a, a big thing that I noticed, which is, you know, you have this clean slate, and it's easy, Pete said it's easy to talk about, and you get yeah. on a bank, and you, you know, you're, you know, you're in the back of a pocket, and you start working your way out to the main lake, and I saw you do that a lot, and that's, mm -hmm. a, that's just a canvas there. And then when I look down on your boat, by the way, I'm super proud of you for this. No organization to your 30 rods <laughs> on the deck. Definitely look like my boat. I love that. Screw Brian Thrift. We don't care about Brian Thrift being Agreed. organized here. We want this organization in cluster. So I love that. But, you know, to our listeners and viewers, you know, here it goes. You got a blank canvas back in a pocket to the main lake. How did you pick what you were going to throw? Because – I watched you fish different baits every day and, you know, from, mm -hmm. gosh, from a wacky rig to a buzz bait to a plopper to a jig. Talk mm -hmm. about that because I think that's that's an interesting topic. How do you do that? How do you go about doing that, you know? So, so that is where um, a little bit of, you know, history, knowledge, kind of um, feel, all, all that st kind of stuff comes into play. You know, yeah. I've been living next to Lake Norman for the last four years now. Yeah. Um, and in the fall, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty not basic, um, but as far as shallow fishing goes, it's it's not a super complex array of baits. Mm. You know, it's a it's a spinner bait, it's a buzz bait, yeah. it's a jig. You know, some guys will mix in a crankbait. I'm an absolutely horrendous crankbait fisherman, so I left it away. Um, jerk bait you can throw in there, and then I I just have utmost confidence in a wacky rig in the fall, which I think sounds weird to a lot of people, but I kind of have confidence in a year round. I think the fall, it really shines if you can get the right conditions, which we kind of didn't this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, just really picked up my, my fall Carolina, you know, spotted bass, largemouth bass, mixed lake confidence baits and just rolled with them. That's awesome. The, yeah. the, well, I want to throw it. I know we got people watching Josh. I want to throw it to you. Mm -hmm. You, you got a question for we Luke? do um blake bailey wants to know what point at what point in the fall would you switch from throwing the small shad imitation baits to throwing larger baits like a larger walking bait or like a glide bait or bull shad 
Lou might be frozen. That's well. <laughs> why why we get Lou back? That's a great question. Who and who said that? Jocelyn? Blake Bailey. Blake Bailey. Blake Bailey. He's so, the one that just won his tournament. Okay, so you, the interesting thing I'm about back. that is we'll You're let back. we'll let Lou uh, uh, get on it in a second here, uh, but. Nick did address that, did. which is really cool. And I do think that what Nick said has merit, which is, to me, it seems like earlier in the fall, when that fall feed's going on, when the fish first start getting back and up, back up shallow, they want little. But as the fall progresses and the gizzard, I heard Nick say the, the bigger bait starts coming back shallow. Mm-hmm. So the answer, my answer would be that was a great point by Nick that, you know, as the fall progresses, so later mm-hmm. fall, the bigger baits. But what Lou was talking about early season, with, you know, early fall with those little smaller shad color baits, dude, it's key. I've seen it forever. I mean, even mm-hmm. up here, not even in the Carolinas, yeah. I've seen it. So yeah, yeah. So the yeah, I guess the let's hear what, what, how Lou makes his adjustment. But yeah, yeah when well, you see those gizzards up, is a good time. I couldn't agree more. And and I think another thing that matters um, is just you know what kind of lake are you fishing and and, and the the kind of fish you're fishing around. You know, when I was fishing, especially on Greenwood, a lot of small spotted bass. Um, and as stupid as it sounds and it felt, you know, I was targeting pound and a half, pound and three quarter fish. Those were your better fish. Right. Um, so, I, you know, if you're out there, you know, I think a lot of guys were throwing a chatter bit around with a, you know, a bigger, bigger trailer on the back. And I definitely did throw it around. I caught a four pounder on day two. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought smaller that plopper um i even threw a 1.0 a little strike king 1.0 around just something to get you know at some points we were praying for a pound and a half yeah bass. yeah um and you know those are the baits i feel most confident in getting that bite with yeah that's awesome now i this is this personal question do you think coming from new jersey you know having that jersey mm-hmm. background did that help you with that mindset because a lot of guys can't they talk about a difference between a pound and a quarter and a pound and a half. They can't even understand it. Uh, but it was key in this event. Yeah. Did it help yeah. you coming from Jersey? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, I, I can't remember how many tournaments on Aston pink and, yeah. um, geez, deal freaking the Manusman reservoir, even yeah. and it's some of its down years, um, where, you know, that extra half pound per fish, you know, I, that's kind of where I came from is, you know, I, I always felt like the North um, rewards those who figure it out a little bit more just because the big bite doesn't play as much. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I got the, the, the big bite played a lot this week, but I'm, I've always been, you know, the kind of guy who searches out the better average as opposed to the limit and the big bite. Yeah. Um, That's and which is something you have to get used to in the South, but yeah, um, yeah no, definitely. I mean, just growing up in Jersey and knowing knowing how to target that little bit better class fish, yeah. how to get on that kind of a pattern sometimes definitely helped out. That's and awesome. that makes a, that makes a lot of difference. And it, it it's interesting that you say that because that I, I've always felt that too. Like you, you, I talk about the better than average size fish right. being so important. Oh yeah, like even if it's a quarter pound mm. difference. Mm-hmm. At the end of a three-day competition, a multi-day yeah. competition, man, that that extra pound, extra ounces makes you know makes a huge difference. So I guess that is maybe a more of a northern thing because we don't, man. It's so intelligent what you said that we yeah. don't we don't have that 
ten pound option. No, yep. that's not that's not going to happen. No, we do not. <laughs> that average fish is everything. No, we do not. And and you used it to. <laughs> we need to get Tom Lang up here. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if we can get oh, some of those in Jersey lunker shares. How do we do that? But you you were you were bank no forward facing sonar. Oh, no. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm up. the only one clapping. <laughs> I don't know what that means. As, but. as a matter of fact, no sonar at all. Hey! <laughs> oh, we're all clapping. Old school. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I found, you know, my little bit of offshore stuff in practice using side scan on my uh, HGS Gen 1, the old LSS2 transducer. <laughs> I know a lot of you guys know that thing. Um but, yeah, no, I, I was finding that stuff, marking on the graph, pulling up 100 feet away, and then throwing the marker buoy out there. And just oh, marker buoy. Fossil. Wow. Fossil out there oh, yeah. floating. They still make those? Fluorescent fossil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> marker buoys are still, like, the most efficient way. It's honestly. pretty efficient. Like, you, 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 there's no guessing. No, there's no guessing, know. and it dials you into the exact lineup. And yep. I still, to this day, I carry one with me yep. because of that. You know, I like that yeah. line. You know, you can really know that line. Yeah, but I mean, I feel great about it. you. Just find where the wind's blowing at, and you know, get in your line, pick a house on the bank, and that's yeah. your target. That's you awesome. Know? That's a lo- there's a lost art to that. I think that's a whole seminar within itself. But uh, spe- yeah, especially spe- especially when like your sonar goes south. Oh yeah, if your sonar Which goes, is, you know, yeah. you got electrical problem, or you got this or that. Get struck by lightning. You, yeah, you got to remember. <laughs> you got to remember how to triangulate. Right. You know what I mean? It is. It what is a I part. would I would argue that a lot of younger anglers, twenty mid twenties or less, have no idea what tri- triangulation even means. Yep. Right. They can't do it. Uh, so that's a yeah. great show topic, Rich. We should put a note about that. It's a great show topic. Speaking of dinosaurs, though, Lou and ancient fossils, I I do want to call something out. Uh, and I really pay attention to what you had on your deck. I'm, I geek out because mm-hmm. I zoom in on the live. Like, you can do it. Like, there's a way to, like, do it. And then the way that I do is I take a picture, and then I'm able to zoom in, you know. So I'm, like, watching live. I'm like, what the hell? I'm, I need to know what's on those 30 rods. So I zoom in. I saw a bait, and I know you used it a little bit and caught some fish on it this week. Um, a double – I call it egg beater. Basically a double buzz, buzz bait, double-bladed buzz bait. Man, that's yeah. a fossil. That's not one Rare, that yeah. a lot of guys talk about. I mean, that rarely heard. From. Yeah, I mean, you know, the head clackers and the clackers with a toad on the back is that's what people throw. But you know, you throw a little different buzz bait. Talk a little bit about that bait because that's that's a dinosaur. That's a fossil. Yeah, so that's we actually make that at Biz Base, and it's in the True South line of baits. It's um, John's been making that thing for ten years now. It's the V Twin Frame. Um, so he's got the V-twin buzz bait as well, skirted. Um, but obviously, I think the last, you know, three, four years, the buzz bait frame or, or you know, the toad buzz bait, however you want to call it, yeah. has been the deal. Yeah. Um, so he's been making that thing forever. And we sell the frame, make the frame with a little bit smaller blade. And the key, the biggest key to this thing, and this is where a lot of other companies miss the mark on that bait. Um, is you have to have counter rotating bait blades. Ah, yeah. If that bait has two of the same rotating blades, it's gonna. And you know how every buzz bait just runs a little bit off track. Yeah. That double buzz bait will like really <laughs> run off on. Scoot you. Side Whereas yeah. when you, when you've got the counter rotating, you throw it out there, it's coming straight back to you. Gotcha. That's a cool. So bait, I, I think it's a key bait in the fall, especially just because the blades on that thing, dude, they're like. They're tiny. Yeah. Um, so you got two little silver blades, and I was putting that little junior craw on the back. Yeah. Um, just a small little bait. Um, just trying to, again, imitate those small shad and 
you know, get a smaller bite fish to bite. Yeah. So very cool bait. Cool bait. Yeah. yeah. I've not had success with that dual buzz bait. So I, I, I got to incorporate that into my game. Yeah. I want I, the, it's cool bait. The small blades sounds interesting. You Egg know? beater. Egg beater. Yeah. The old Little shad. It's it's a fish catcher. Yeah. Well, hey man, I I appreciate you hanging out with us um, and sharing this win with us. It was it was it's awesome. Incredible. We yeah. got a yeah, we got a Jersey guy in the classic. Yep. Yeah, you're not from North Carolina, you're from Jersey. <laughs> no, Jersey guy. That's classic. exact. Yeah. yeah. What well, the right. and and now I I got to I got to ask you that. I mean, you're going to the classic, man. Yeah, dude. That's jo- I mean, that's I, I, how many people have made the classic in their life? You're going as a young only a guy. handful of college kids yeah. ever make it. Yeah. I mean, you're obviously it's it's accomplishment of a lifetime and you're super stoked about it, but I need to know what mindset are you going to take on in the classic? Are you going to use the same approach? Because you know, here's the thing: much bigger fishery, much stiffer yeah. competition, right? Greenwood look like green the Greenwood that you fish look like Greenwood Lake in Jersey. It's like you could be one end to the That's other true. in a minute. Uh, the the classic lake's not like that. It's giant. It's no. massive. You got other species. You got smallmouth. What's your mindset going into that tournament? Well, until I got that email um, from Chris Bose. I was going to ask you for that waypoint in the But no, uh, I don't know, man. I I was talking about it with my buddy just, just a couple minutes ago. I, I say now that I really just want to go and enjoy it because, you know, it's been a dream of mine um, forever uh, just, just to make it to one, let alone try and win one. Yeah. So I really I, I don't I don't want to miss out on anything while I'm there. Uh, I I really want to enjoy it. But he made a good point and said to me, "Look, like, dude, you're you. You you're not gonna go there and just roll over and just have a good time. You know you're gonna try and catch them." I was like, "You're right." Yeah. So I I I haven't thought at all how I'm actually gonna catch them or anything like that. I'm just uh, right now just so freaking stoked to get there and, and meet everybody see you guys i think we're gonna have a freaking good time at the uh, after party <laughs> Woo! i go have after party we're already about charles's booking it right now uh, at a bar so good. get ready for it yeah good yeah it's gonna Tell be good to do a better job um no, i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i'm i'm freaking stoked man that's awesome Wait, what's up with the chris bows here is the information closed for the class well, as already? soon as as soon as he made it as soon as he was declared mm-hmm. the winner you know it's uh, off it's off technically. i didn't know so, that. but but that met you know it's chris's job to send that message then and say right you know no more now he could still solicit public public, public knowledge public information watch the videos he can go start practice he could do all that but he couldn't call you and say pete give, give me that by the way that rock you don't want that rock pile anyway there's been so many crankbaits fished over it it's smooth <laughs> it's all smooth it's it's small it's not even a mound at this point it's like becky's chest there's nothing there it's just flat and smooth by the way i, I love Becky, so i can say that but it's you don't want that anyway it says there's nothing there anymore yeah yeah it's hard to transition yeah, right that one. Like, <laughs> right well we actually have a really cool question for you um they want to know who introduced you into fishing and what kind of advice Ooh. would you give to someone that wants to take a kid out fishing? Great question. Lou? Oh, man. Uh, that's that's an awesome question. So my dad introduced me to fishing when I was like three. Um, I caught my first fish in uh, Brick, New Jersey in a little pond. It was Brick. a pickerel. But what? Brick. 
<laughs> Shout out to Brent. Uh, shortly yeah. after, uh, I, it was like only saltwater fishing. That's the only thing I cared about. It's the only thing we did. Um, and when I was about, gosh, probably 11 or 12 years old, um, one of my buddies in grade school, Gavin, he was like, hey, man, like, yo, try a bass fish. And I said, dude, that sounds like the lamest thing in the world. <laughs> uh, I want to go catch tuna or, or, you know, whatever else. Just swim in the saltwater. Screw that. And uh, I got bit bad by the bug and uh you know i wasn't very good at any other sports and as a kid so i had to be competitive at something and fishing it was oh and advice just take a kid out fishing and if he shows that same drive and addiction to it that i did or you know that any of us guys that are true fish heads do encourage him that you can do it man i mean a couple summers of work and you can afford a boat like the one i have until this year, I drove an 03 Explorer around the country pulling that thing. Toledo, St. Lawrence, Kentucky Lake, you name it. I, I pulled that thing everywhere. Um, that's awesome. You know, that's that's an affordable rig that if you get to the college series, you can you can do what I did this year. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's possible. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just you got to want it. That's awesome. the bottom yeah. line. You got to want it, and you got to want it more than anybody else. Yep. Great advice. So, what's yep. the what's the future look like for you, Lou? Are you going to pursue a career as a pro angler? Or are you? Or is that in your wheelhouse? What What do you think? I hope so. I mean, I'm I'm most certainly going to for the next twelve months, or you know, fifteen months, whatever it is. Um, Bass is generous enough, and the sponsors, Strike King, Lou's, Nitro, all those guys. Um, Toyota, they're gonna get me a, a brand new rig with a brand new Toyota, what? brand new Nitro. Awesome. Hell yeah! Holy mackerel! Yeah, so I, I'll be running a brand new rig next year, uh, wrapped in my school UNC Charlotte's colors. Um, and Bass also offers free entry in all nine opens. Hell oh yeah! yeah. Holy Hell yeah! Holy That's awesome. That's yeah. Great. yeah, my advice so. to you is run that boat into the ground. <laughs> Return that thing with half the wrap hanging off, wires, <laughs> shit falling all over the place. That's my oh, advice. Yeah. Don't listen. Luke. No, Don't listen. listen to me. <laughs> Pete, I've been doing it 30 years. Isn't That's your today. advice to just keep winning the Classic over and over that, again? That is my best advice. That's good advice. Forget about the Opens. Just go win the Classic. Well, You'll be invited That's back next year. the best advice. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Just, yeah. just the best advice. Just keep doing that. Yeah. Easiest course of action. Yeah. Man, yeah. what what a, it's so exciting, yeah, man. It's exciting. Going to get yeah, a new ride. Are you graduating uh, this spring? or? Uh, I graduated in May, so this was it. If, wow. if I didn't do it in this Grand tournament, finale. I was, uh, you know, figuring out payments and figuring out how to get a boat and a new truck and the whole nine. So this was like the last ditch effort, and Very it cool. happened. That's <laughs> awesome. Cool. That's, That's awesome. so cool. Well, we, we'll, be, uh, we'll be rooting for you at the Classic for sure. Hell Thank yeah. you, man. You're at the top of the We're list We're going to have a good time at the Classic. Yes. Oh, yes, it's going to be good. Awesome. Well, don't, don't forget there's a tournament going on. There is a tournament. Yeah, that, that's first. Yeah, that's, we'll party after Yeah, with a trophy. Yeah, well, that after party. <laughs> yeah. We, we got to do it. Well, Lou, thank, thanks so much. Congratulations, yeah, man. Congrats. I didn't know about all the other stuff uh, with the Opens and the and the ride and, and the new gear, man. That's Congratulations. And great, thank you know, you so much. man, what, what a deal. I didn't realize that was part of the Thinking about going back to school now for your doctorate, your master's? You, you have a master's? Uh, no, you have, no, I you don't have a bachelor's. Well, go back for I, a master's. I could do that. I yeah. think, you know, I redshirted, so maybe I have another year of el- eligibility. I think you should. There you, you know, go. Maybe. Do it. I, think you I don't know. Come I, to Charlotte. Come to Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. The, the beers are cold. The women are hot. 
I, I think I'm done with that. But I'll leave that up to Lou. And uh, congr- congratulations, man. Thanks for hanging out yeah, with man. us, man. It's always great to have you. Yeah. Thank Lou- you guys for having me. Luminati, everyone. Luminati. <laughs> 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 hey, just one more thing. If anybody's watching and is not subscribed to the Bass University, get on it. Um, I've learned a lot from it. I'm still a subscriber, so get on there. It's great yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that, Lou. And Thanks it. for thanks for being part of the program. And look at that. The Bass University helps another angler into the classic. Go. That's awesome. Heck Luminati. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Luminati. <Heck yeah. laughs> oh man, that was great. Great. Good luck to you, Lou. And uh man, what what a great show. What you know, what a trio of amazing guests. Yeah, it was. We learned a lot and yep. uh really cool to see him in the dirt winning that thing. Cool man. Just doing what he does, you know. Super cool. So um we we've got a a couple things. Like I said, we I'm super excited about the new element, all the new technology into the caching, uh, fishing rods that are that are, are they available now? They are now. They just went live. So they just mm-hmm. went live. Well, I can tell you, once you put it in your hand, you'll immediately recognize the advancements that they made with that rod. You're going to love it. Uh, and I'm going to be at, actually getting out on the water with it this afternoon for the first time. So I look forward to nice. uh, awesome. to taking it for a test drive. But uh, great job down there, Matt on the cash and rods i also want to give uh, a, a quick uh shout out to um to somebody it's it's been a friend of the show uh this is jesse Pointek. he came out with me and brian on a guy trip on the chesapeake and uh he's from minnesota he's got diagnosed with uh, lyme's disease and he's got to go through some extreme treatments uh down in tennessee and I uh, just want to say we're thinking about yeah, you, Jesse. We love Jesse. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. Wishing you all the best, buddy, on that. And uh, other than that, man, well, I think we're going we're gonna to wrap up today's show. Look for, um, you know, if you're not a subscriber to Bash U, it's an a great deal. Oh, we were not ready. We got we prizes. We not ready. Oh. You know, mm-hmm. get, get over there. Prizes. You're, we're going to give away a Boom Boom swim bait, hat, face shield for all our annual subscribers. Last chance to do your Facebook like and share. Guys, we're going to be giving away that prize, and we have a question. Yes, we do. We have a grand prize. We have a grand prize question. It's going to be something that ties back to today's show, Um, and it's a a nitty-gritty one. What do you got? They're going to really, really have to be be paying attention to to get this answer right. Um, So, uh, in the classic that Skeet won, what was the name of the spot that Mike was fishing in. In the Ooh. classic oh, that's Skeet One, Ooh. what was the name of the spot Mike was fishing in? Yeah. And we need the exact detail. Yeah, I think that classic was 2008. Was it 2008? I think was the classic. It was uh, eight or nine. Eight sounds Yeah, that right. was, on, was, the was red, on the Red On the Red River. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah classic on the Red River. I would have won yeah. that prize. I remembered it. Uh, I think that's for the grand prize. I think so. I remember it now, too. Me, too. Oh. What was the name of the place where you won the Federation National Championship? Uh, I wanted in uh, a place. I, the name that I knew it by was uh, Community Hall, which was which was a giant oxbow that was in five. I didn't have to go far uh, from. Yeah, you know, yeah. That particular year, we were launched from actually downtown Shreveport, but even from Shreveport, it was ten minutes, fifteen minutes downriver, and mm-hmm. it, it's an area that I kn- I've known as Community Hall. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the exact name is. I got gotcha. you. It was, I, it was it, it now it's really community hall. Back then it was kind yeah. of a community hall. I remember yeah. checking that out when we were down there yeah. fishing the red. Oh yeah. I went and looked at that. Yeah, out. it was interesting because that year it, got, it was getting a lot of pressure, but nobody was fishing. Um, you know, the fish were suspended in the trees. 
and nobody was fishing for those. They were all either, you know, flipping the bank and, you know, that yeah. stuff. And they were just, they were suspended. And I was swimming a jig. I once swimmed a jig. Nobody remembers. <laughs> I remember that. I Because that, no, like, you didn't hear about swimming. No, jig. no. It was old school as you get, man. I mean, like, it wasn't that. When you say swimming a jig now, people think of that grass. They think yeah. of the, the Alabama shake. Yeah. You know, Rizzo knows. You know, you're up in that emergent grass and you're ding, yeah. ding, ding. I was straight up counting it down to where they were at and just reeling it. Reeling it in. You know, that's a swim jig, you know. No doubt. Yeah. There's a lot of ways you can do it. Oh, yeah. You got a Facebook winner for us? We do. So the Facebook like and share winner is going to Die Hard Anglers. Ooh. Thank Die you for anglers. watching Die Hard Anglers. And we also have a winner for the trivia question. Uh, Brett won with the answer Little Jungle. Little, little jungle. jungle. Little How jungle, awesome correct. of a spot name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, <laughs> big, there's Big Jungle and Little Jungle. But That's little why jungle I remembered it. Yeah. Yes. That is so freaking That's Brett. Congrats. <laughs> nice Who won? Brett? Yeah. Brett. Brett. Mm -hmm. Brett. Get Brett where I said. <laughs> Thanks for watching, Brett. Great, great answer. Congratulations on your prize, guys. We're going to be uh, keep. We'll keep you posted next week. We'll be announcing what's going on with Bash University Live. I think we might be off. We've got to see if BTC can be back in studio mm -hmm. for us okay. next week. But yeah. we'll keep you guys posted. Uh, we'll have a lot of great new information. We're going to be filming this week, so check us out on and social. Next week. A lot of stuff going yeah. on. A lot of filming. Yeah. Who, who is a talent? We got uh, Lee Livesey. Hey. Nick LeBrun. Nick LeBrun, who we just had. You Greg DePalma, me, Greg, Ike. Pete. All happening Brian. in the Brian. next two weeks. And Brian Schmidt. And Brian Schmidt. Uh, yeah. Oh, my one. Lord. It's yeah. like murder, murderer's row. Oh, so look, look, look for all that coming on Bash University TV. We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a great day. Bye. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go out to that. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Brodzik's watching. I know he's oh, Play my song. Oh, oh, play my song. It's the first time I've played an only audio file on you live. Oh, 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 yeah. oh you're playing it so much better. Trying to figure out how to work. I hear he's old, or so I'm told. But did you see that tuck and roll? Blood tide, full moon, bees nest, no rest, still catches fish. Peak Luzek, bitches. Peak Luzek, bitches. Whoa, peak's all wet. Get out the way.